All right, everyone. Welcome out to this week's episode of the Dual Threat Podcast. We are so excited. It is Super Bowl grit week. We have been grinding. We are ready. Sunday night. It can't come soon enough. Over the wavelengths, we have Scooter with us. Scooter, how are you feeling, man? What's going on? I'm doing great. You know, I'm just ready for for soupy week. It just with the, the Pro Bowl in between. You know, you know, I'm not a Pro Bowl guy like you are. So it just feels like we've just been in football withdrawals, you know, for a whole over a week without a football game. It's bad. Well, I, I got to see a little bit of a football game. So I, I'm but this is the last ride for this season. I'm, I, I do I have one thing almost, to say about the Pro Bowl, though. So you almost want the Super Bowl to just be postponed just so that the thought of football going away doesn't actually ever have to, you know, like enter the conversation in our lives because like the 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 sunday scaries the night of the super bowl that's as bad as it gets oh yeah there's nothing worse no i think i think the next week is actually worse when you wake up on sunday and you're going and doing your thing we're probably going to church and you just have that realization that there's no football and it sucks it's the worst worst day of the year yeah, I mean, but then that's when I just kick it into full gear CBB. So, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll be all right. It'll, it'll get me through. But yeah, it's it's sad. One more game. It's, I've, we've had a great, a great 21-22 season of the pod. Well, not only of the pod, but just a total season all around. Lots of drama, lots of stuff going on and some totally unpredicted things for sure. So it's a great season. True, it has been. I do have one question about the Pro Bowl. Mm. Who do you think... Well, you didn't watch, so I shouldn't ask you. Who do you think? Who do you think should have won the MVP? How, oh, okay. I got a new nickname for who I think should have won the MVP. Mac Jones. Are you calling him? Yeah. Is it? Is it the big? Is it the oh McGriddle or something like that? McGritty. <laughs> oh, the McGritty. Oh my gosh! I, all I saw is that highlighted. They they need to just make it flag football at this point. They do one hundred percent. I agree. Like it would be it would be watchable at that point, you know. Cause they all kind of have that like two hand touch. Like we're not going to hit each other. Yeah. Which sucks now. Cause like back in the day, like RIP, but Sean Taylor freaking lit people up in the pro bowl. Oh, yeah. And it was awesome to watch. That's, that's literally the only highlight I think I've ever seen from the pro bowl. In the past, <laughs> like 25 years. And it, like, it's probably just credit to how great of a player Sean Taylor was, but yeah, nobody else wants to do that. So it just, no. just turn it into an intramural game at this point. I, I think we should have the two worst teams in the league face off and whoever wins gets the first pick in the draft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd tune into that. Come on. Could you picture how electric it would be to see the Jaguars versus Lions, Lions both fighting for a win? Oh. I mean, it would be just as electric as it was all season watching. <laughs> so. Must must watch TV at that point for sure. It's true. It's true. That would br- probably break TV ratings. Oh man! Well, let's dive into the Super Bowl, Scooter. What what football and what sports are all about is having fun, and I am so excited, and I am so excited to have so much fun for this Super Bowl. Um, a lot of my professors this week were talking about the Super Bowl. I have a cousin that actually is going to the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. it's it's been a fun time for me this week. How are you feeling about this? What are you doing for the Super Bowl? Are you hanging out at home? Are you going up with the family? What are, What's on your docket there, man? We'll, we'll be with the family. Um, props to my mom and dad for hosting us. That'll make it a lot more fun just to watch with, with people. Less of a, a rooting interest for all of us. But um, it's always, it's just to get, you know what? 
it's probably the only event i mean it's just just the symbol of america right you know it brings people together who have no idea what football even is half the time so i'm glad that for me i'm glad to be watching it with people that actually know what they're talking about and (laughs) you know so i'm not sitting there and explaining what's going on the whole game um that's a refreshing thing for me so that's nice. They, you guys yeah. did give me the invite. Uh, we actually are, yeah. are babysitting this weekend, which Something I'm watching night. the Super Bowl, but. I don't know, dude. When, when, when duty calls, literal duty is going to happen, you're going to have to be on it. Oh, no. They're old enough kids. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, they're like eight through 12. So okay. we're good. You but never know. You never know. Something could happen. <laughs> I, yeah. Shiz could go down. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, I wish I could be there, but I'm excited. This is going to be a fun Super Bowl. One question I have. Well, I've got multiple questions here. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you're, you're just ready to spit them out. I'm ready to spit them out because, you know, we kind of recapped last week what happened. We're kind of more looking forward to this week. My first question, the first play of the game. What do you what are you calling on the coin flip heads or tails? First play of the game. Tails. <laughs> if there's anything I've learned from this. uh this NFL season, it's that tails never fails. I'm not yep. gonna. I'm. I'm not going away from that. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not willing to to wager on it by any means. Like some crazy people out there, but tails never fails, as far as I know. Yeah, tails never fails. That's always been my motto. Even in soccer games, I would always always take tails. So super fun. First, we got the first play of the game out. Let's get into some matchups here, Scooter. What matchup are you most excited for, whether it's Rams offense versus Bengals defense or vice versa, Bengals offense versus Rams defense? What matchup are you looking most forward to? Well, I, I think, and what I've seen, at least from the media, the most talked about storyline, and rightfully so, is going to be the Bengals offensive line and how they'll handle the Rams d- defensive front of Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Robert Quinn, all those guys, or Leonard Floyd, not Robert. Yeah, Leonard Floyd. Robert Quinn left and went to the went to the Bears and had a good yeah. year, but I don't I don't know why I get those two mixed up. But yeah, those those three versus the the Bengals offensive line, which at, at times they have looked like some traffic cones when trying to block, like in those orange <laughs> jerseys. Like it's just it's just what it is, and you know, Joe Burrow's going to dance around. He's going to do his thing. The most the most intrig- intriguing matchup to me is going to actually be. Joe Burrow versus the rest of the Rams secondary, not named Jalen Ramsey, just because Jalen Ramsey, he's going to do his thing. He's, he's probably going to get matched up on Jamar chase quite a bit, but the Bengals, if they have any advantages, it's at all of the other receiver positions against the rest of that Rams secondary. And I think it's going to, if Burrow has the time can make the time he can have a huge game potentially. Um, just on some of those nobodies in the in the Rams secondary. <laughs> yeah, we uh, I, I'm excited for that too. That's really good, a really good point to bring out. You know, T. Higgins and um, Tyler, Boyd. Tyler Boyd. You know, just going against that depleted secondary. They brought in Eric Weddle, who hadn't even played to just try to even be like a a potential player in that. So that's a really good matchup to watch there, Scooter. What about you? What's your biggest matchup you're you're keying in on right now? I, you know, I wanted to actually go Joe Burrow versus Matt Stafford, which is a different matchup than a lot of people thought, but I went even more different than that. And I went Sean McVay versus Zach Taylor. Oof. Zach, Zach Taylor is still not established enough to me. Still makes a lot of questionable calls. If he wins this game, 
it's just kind of like, I'm probably going to put a lot of that behind me for, you know, another year. And I'm just saying, hopefully, hopefully that Zach Taylor can do this. He can call the games right. He can make the right decisions. And both of them are probably going to have boneheaded timeouts or challenges or something. But I, that's the that's the matchup I think will play a huge portion into this game. Do you think, since you brought up Sean McVay, how how likely is he to exercise those uh, demons of the Super Bowl from a few years ago where they scored? I mean, he's known for his offense. He was the offensive mastermind. Everyone wanted to like basically put that crown on him. And of course they put the stinker up in the Super Bowl versus the Patriots probably had a lot of, a lot of credit should be given to, to Bill Belichick there as it was, but like, what do you, how many points do you think the Rams need to score for him to like be um, what's the word uh, exempt from the blame? If they Ooh, that's a great question. So like exempt from the blame, even if they lose. Yeah. So say they lose. How many points do the Rams have to score for them to be like, well, the offense did their job? Uh, probably like 30. Yeah, about 30. Yeah. All right. That's, yeah. Only, that's only four touchdowns and a field goal. That's not like a, a wild amount, you know? No, no, it's not. Let's see, let's see their average, average points per game here. I do have to say, it's been a long time since I've taken an over 100 game, and this is my over 100 game of the oh, week. Oh, you're bringing it out. I'm bringing it back. The over wow. 100 game of the week, right here, right now. Super you Bowl had, Sunday, baby. You had to. Why wouldn't you? It's It's got to be, you know? It's got to be that, you know, a couple of years ago, the Chiefs versus Rams game that was like 54-51? Oh, do we? The Mexico game. I feel like it's going to be, yeah, the Mexico City game. I feel like it's going to be yep. like that. And the Bengals are going to have like two defensive touchdowns from like a Stafford uh, pick six and like a forced fumble on the goal line or something that the Bengals take back. So this is my over yeah. 100 game of the week. Well, the Rams score 27 points per game best for, for seventh best in the NFL. So I, I, that, that was a lot higher than what I thought originally. I thought they would have been like closer to 24. Guess who else? scores 27 points per game mm-hmm. let me take a guess the patriots the Bengals. oh whoa what a shocker yes. yes they are literally tied somehow for seventh according to pro football reference so, so first one to 30 points first one to 28 points wins yeah as long as you hit 28 it's the race to 28 that's wow what said. wow interesting yeah, yeah. It is interesting. And and the defense on the other end of this other end of the other on the wow, I cannot even speak. On the other the hand other of the hand, other. <laughs> yeah, on the other hand of the other hand is the, the Rams defense is 15th um in the league in points against and the Bengals is 17th. So two teams that I actually didn't expect to be as like evenly matched from a st- statistics perspective, but they kind of are their their roster makeup is as different as you could find really around the board like i just feel like the Bengals have kind of like the two superstars to rely on they rely on while as the the rams are just like the super team that the nba comes up with a lot of the time so it's interesting yeah a lot of the talk has been about how great the rams team is and how it's just so much better than this Bengals team that's a really good point that they're so evenly matched in terms of points so that's that's an incredible how did you even pull that up do you just espn it 
just pro football yeah pro football reference oh, but um we haven't even talked about cooper cup yet either who's the but the we want where he's the best player in the game right or is aaron donald mm, i personally i think it's cooper cup i i personally would take donald i think oh. cooper cup is electric and stafford's definitely helped him out a lot but yeah. i think donald's the best player in this game i think it's he's just, like I, top I, two player in the league right now yeah because because cooper cup's number one no <laughs> i'm just jaded Brady. by donald because i've watched donald get shut down by the 49ers so many times so like <laughs> I, maybe that's my my bias coming out but I, I when you're triple like, teaming him you know he, you tend to get shut down when you're getting triple oh that's one-on-one versus danny brunskill baby that's the only guy who can walk <laughs> in the league for some reason. but 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 cooper cup when you guard him we, we haven't even talked about him versus Eli Apple. And that's going to be an electric matchup right there. It might, I don't even know if you can call it a matchup because I think to be matched up, you have to be within like 15 yards of the player, probably at least. <laughs> and I don't think Apple will be that close for most of the night. I, I love that this last week he was jarring with Tyreek Hill and. Oh, yeah. He was being a nuisance. Was it McCall Hardman? Yeah. He was going at him on social media. It's like, the, I guess the one time. The one time you do something, might as well talk about it because he knows it's not going to last long. He didn't even, like, do anything. He dropped an interception that should have won them the game. He didn't play great the whole game. It's just kind of funny that he's out here jarring like he had the best game of his life. The only thing he did was get that stop at the goal line at the end of the the first half. But, yeah. Either way, he's an Ohio State guy, so I'm backing him. Yeah, I would just put – I would just put Jesse Bates. The only, Jesse Bates the only guy I would trust to, to guard Cooper Cup, but you can't really put him out of position. I don't think Jesse Bates is fast enough to he's, keep he's up with probably, him. He's probably Quick enough. not. Yeah, I mean, he plays free safety, so he's got speed, but he's not going to be like – like he obviously doesn't line up as a slot corner for a reason. So yeah, he's got to have a big game, though, Jesse Bates, if, if they're, the Bengals are going to win. Both the safeties, I, I think Von Bell and Jesse Bates have to have at least two picks in between them. So just to even be in this game personally. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Huh. Okay, let, let's keep moving on. I have a question. How do you feel about this halftime show? This halftime show, we have Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. How are you feeling about this? I'm gonna be. I'm a, this is. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna yeah. be. <laughs> Black eyed peas. This is as excited as I've been for a halftime show and any like any moment of my life. Just because I've actually listened to these people's music, unlike most of the other people who have ever like outside of Justin Timberlake a couple of years ago, like nobody else. I'm really listening. I mean, I guess I listen to the weekend's music, but yeah, he had a rough. He had a rough showing last year. Well, I'm, I'm blaming that on COVID. That was a COVID year. I I think my favorite ever was Shakira, but I love Shakira, mm. and those hips don't oh, lie and all. But uh, I didn't pay attention to a single second of that because I was sweating my. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. That <laughs> you was, were you were paying attention yeah. in that Super Bowl. I, were you? I was I was in the fight of my life even through halftime. My uh, eyes were glued yeah. to the halftime show. That one, that one was I, an awesome. Along one. with along with every other probably person in America, I know even Giannis got in trouble for tweeting about it by his <laughs> girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> of that halftime show. Who my was wife that? was my girlfriend at the time, and I I was definitely drooling, and she she kind of punched me in the arm, got a little mad at me, but I still just kept going. I couldn't take my eyes off. Dude, you had you guys were already married then. 
were we already married? Maybe we were just married. Yeah, that was 2019. She was think, still, she was still. That was our first year of marriage. So yeah, 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 definitely. But this is going to be an awesome one. Dr. Dre, Snoop. I love Snoop. Eminem's great. This is just a great bunch of group that we have grown up listening to and, and have been around for. So I'm excited for it. Hopefully they really show out and they've really brought in like a, a good amount of money for this halftime show. It will be electric. I just like the promo they did for it gave me chills. So I'm excited. Me too. Me too. It'll be a good one. My final analysis. All right. Two more questions before we move on to a break. Okay. Who are you taking in the Super Bowl? I want you to go first. I feel like I'm always giving the score first. You well, got to You got to go come out with it. Okay. Well, we're, we're going to do who we're taking and then score predictions. And then I'll have one more question. Okay. Oh, freak. <laughs> Why'd you do this to me? <laughs> I was hoping as our NFC West expert, you would kind of take it over. No, you put me on the spot right. each time. I, I love putting you on the spot. It's perfect. Yeah. I've kind of, you know, with I, when I went with the Chiefs or when it was Chiefs Bengals, I went with the Bengals just for a hope and a prayer. Mm. I, you know, I did it with the Raiders all year. I bet on the Raiders all year. I'm now going to bet on the Bengals just because I bet on them when they beat the Chiefs and it was so fun to watch. I want to put it out into the universe. The Bengals are going to win in SoFi Stadium. A home, home field advantage for the Bengals probably in this one. So I'm going with the Bengals. Score prediction for me, um, 27 to 30 for the Bengals. Okay. So the Rams don't quite, they don't quite get to their average. You're blaming McVay. I'm, I'm blaming. Or they get to their average, but they don't get to 30. Like you, like you said, they needed to. I'm blaming the refs. This is a ref game. I can feel the refs are going to show out in this one. You know, that's the unfortunate thing. I, I can just not stop thinking about this game is I know if the refs are just a problem as they, you know, sometimes often are in the Super Bowl, it's probably going to be in favor of the team that they've, constantly been in favor of throughout the last few years uh the rams have been kind of the darling the last uh the last couple of years they've been on the the right hand of a lot of uh a lot of calls throughout the playoffs and the last five years just even and i'm not sure if that's just the la treatment or what it is joe burrow if, if they're gonna get this win they gotta make sure it's like there's no doubt about it because the rams you keep them around some something shady's gonna happen so I like it. You said 30, 27 Bengals. I'm yep. going with 30 to 21 Bengals. Wow. Big, big time. Big 11 time. points? Yeah. No, nine points. Oh, what did you say? 30 to 21. Oh, I thought you said 31, 20 for, for some reason. Actually, I got those no, mixer, I'm, no I'm, lowering my, I'm lowering my score. I'm going to go 24. 24-21, Evan McPherson kicks the game-winning field goal. Whoa. Time to expire. Big kick, Evan. He was, an, he was a week three MVP for us, I think, at one yeah. point. Oh, yeah. What? Wow. We Super really Bowl knew he MVP. was coming around. Durable MVP. It's Bengals kick eight field goals to get to 24. Oh, that would be electric. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would pay to watch that. Uh, you would. My, my wife uh squats on this take that the super bowl actually ends up being the worst game of the whole year every single year pretty much the worst football game hmm. which the last couple of years have been pretty good like yeah even as a 49ers fan that that game was still objectively a good game um but 
a lot of years there's some I don't know if I necessarily always agree with her, but uh, I could see this one kind of being lower scoring than people expect. Was her first Super Bowl the Patriots versus Rams? Because that's a horrible way to start. She she did watch the Eagles Patriots, which is one of the best Super Bowls we've had in the last decade, like scoring wise. Like yeah. if you want like it, it like offense, that's as good as it's gonna get really in the Super Bowl. And just random plays and just a bunch of oh, yeah. crazy stuff happening. Oh yeah, that that was objectively even like you. I'm sure you would agree. Like that was a a fun Super Bowl to watch, even if it ended sucky. I liked that Super Bowl much better than um, the two Giants Super Bowls. I'll just yeah. put that out there. Which so were which were objectively ugly games as well. Yeah, you know, say what you want about the Patriots, they. Well, some of the time they gave great Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> they great they gave great Super Bowls. Come on. Yeah. I do have yeah. one thing I want to say about the, the refs. I just looked okay. into who was the least penalized teams in the league this year. Who Good do you call. think was the number one team that was Good least call. penalized? Oh, least penalized? Yep. I was gonna say most penalized was the Cowboys, right? Oh yeah. Cowboys and Raiders were the most. Least penalized. Are they in the NFC West? No. Oof. the chiefs no that's a dumb question no or that's a dumb answer was it the patriots no patriots aren't even in like right, the give top me, give me give like me the 10. division give me the division nfc north packers yep yeah. packers how yeah. about number two can you guess number two Oof. afc north afc north the Bengals. yep can you guess yeah. number three <laughs> nfc west Not the Rams, right? The Rams. Second and third least penalized, huh? We are getting the two, two of the three least penalized teams. The Cincinnati Bengals had 72 for 620 yards. The Rams had 76 for 637 yards. That means we're going to get a clean game, right? Probably 10 penalties between both of them. You've got to keep your fingers crossed that this isn't a ref show. It's going to be a ref show. You know it. Okay, so score predictions. I went 30-27 Bengals. You went Bengals 24-21. Yeah, man. So hammer Bengals money line because the spread is three and a half favoring the Rams still. So It opened four and a half, right? Yeah, so the, the line's going down. It's moving. Vegas knows something. All right. Let's talk about the last play of the game and then go to a break. Okay. Big, the biggest play of the game for me here, what color will be the Gatorade? Oh man. Orange for the Bengals. So Emily and I watched this show called the hustler that's on ABC where it's like, they like give out random trivia facts and it's a great show, but I'm not gonna explain the whole thing, but I think they just asked this question and I'm pretty sure orange has actually never been a color Gatorade for the Super Bowl. Orange is never a winner. This could be a first time winner, huh? Yeah. But I don't think, oh man, I, I think it was orange. They were guessing between red and orange because red, they were like worried that it was going to stain. Yeah. Whatever. But I'm going to, I'm going with blue. We'll just go with blue. Gatorade. Good. Good yeah. choice. Yeah. Good choice. I, I'm guessing yellow actually is the Gatorade okay. color. Okay. Lemon lime. That's the Straight fresh hydration right there, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up this. 
No, 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 no. Come on, okay. Scott. Okay. It's lemon lime, baby. All right, all right, all right. All right, so you're going blue. I'll I'm go going brown. yellow. Brown. <laughs> now you're making me regret yellow. Fine, I'll go. I wanted to go purple then if I went yellow, but. Oh, man. Oh. I'll go orange. I'll actually go orange. I'll root since okay. I'm rooting for the Bengals. I'll go orange. First time winner. You're rooting for a miracle to happen. First time winner and first time Gatorade. I'm I'm all about a miracle. That's what I'm all about to see. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that wraps it up for our Super Bowl Sunday. We are so excited. Both of us have the Bengals winning, which is awesome. But Scooter, let's go to a quick break. When we come back from that break, you'll be leading us in a CBB segment, talking college basketball leading up to March Madness. And then we'll talk a little bit of trade deadline news in the NBA. We are going to be the first podcast reporting all of these big things. So make sure you tune in. Whoever's listening to us at ESPN, uh, definitely tune in to what we have to say because we got big news coming your way. Yeah, and if they don't, they're not going to know what happened. (laughs) No, they're not. They're not. Well, let's go to this quick break. We'll be right back. All right, everyone. Welcome back from that break. We are so excited to be dipping into March. We're we're sad that we're going to lose football, but we are so excited to be getting college basketball, getting an electric atmosphere coming this March. Scooter, why don't you lead us out with the CBB segment? Tell us what's going on, man. Okay. Well, let's let's get to it because there's no time to waste with how things are going on this week in college basketball. As of we're recording Thursday. But as of Wednesday night, already five teams in the AP top 10 have already lost this week. So just That's another what I'm week. talking about. Yeah, just another week around around the country. You know how it goes. Number one, Auburn, they were the, the big headliner. They had somehow like escaped, uh, just escaped some of the worst teams in SEC. They went to, uh, to Arkansas at Bud Walton Arena and lost in an overtime game there. So they, their perfect streak in the SEC finally finally fell. And then also your team, Houston, number six Houston. I know they're not your team this year, but last year's Houston team. They, they lost were, Ben Grimes. That's the only reason why. Yeah, Quentin Grimes. No Quentin Grimes, there. not Ben Grimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, they lost to, at SMU. Duke also lost this week again um, oh. at home versus a really bad Virginia team. I, I we can talk a little bit more about Duke later, just because they uh, they they really intrigued me this year. And then number eight Kansas lost at number twenty tw- number twenty Texas. That was a barn burner of a game as well. And then Texas Tech just lost last night. They were number nine. They lost at Oklahoma. So top ten teams dropping like flies, man. And it's just just another night, just another night in in the, the sport we know and love. So there are some big matchups this game or this week, but I wanted to play a little game with you as we, you know, we're not like it's February 10th. So March is like, it's in like, you can see it in the distant future. It's like, uh, (laughs) like this, like, it's like you're on like a pioneer trail and you can like just in the distance, like see like this glowing city. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can, like, I can like see, you can't, you can taste it. it. Yeah. I wouldn't say you could taste. Oh, you can't taste it yet. Huh? Okay. Yeah, but but you can almost smell the whiff of it, just like beaming <laughs> your nostrils. So let's uh let's play our our game really quick. I'm gonna call this game favorites or the field. Last year, the big storyline um, on our podcast, at least with college basketball, was like, are you taking Gonzaga? Or are you taking the field? Do you remember who you took? 
Oh, I took Gonzaga for sure. <laughs> which was, which I know one hundred percent. I took Gonzaga. Which, if you're ever gonna take just the team versus the field, that was this last year was probably the year to do. It. Oh yeah. But this year, I have new. It's a new year. I've got a new exercise for us. The, the makeup of the year is a lot different this year as well. So we're gonna play this game. Um, I have created a list of of five teams like the five we're going to call them like the top dogs um each each team right now is leading their conference um and that's arizona who's leading the pac-12 kansas is leading the big 12 um auburn who's leading the sec and gonzaga who's leading the wcc as well and the last team i don't know purdue from the big 10 purdue from the big 10 don't worry i got you big 10 you're right. Yeah. And you know what? They're not even in first in the Big Ten, I don't believe, but they are <laughs> the clear cut best team in the Big Ten if you watch them night in and night out. Um, the rest of the 20 teams, we're going to call them the, the, what do we want to call them? The underdogs? Contenders. Yeah. I don't, pretenders. Yeah. I don't know what you want to call them. Contenders, true. Underdogs, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to give you, we're going to go back and forth here. I'm going to let you choose either to ride for the rest of the year with one top dog or one or two underdogs. Okay. Right? We're going to give you a little simulator and you're going to have to make up your mind on the spot who you're riding with through March into April. Here we go. Are you ready? Well, sure. Let's go. Okay. All right. First one, top dog. I got to write this Auburn. down. Oh, Auburn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Top dog. You're taking either Auburn or you're taking kentucky or texas tech easy choice as soon as you said kentucky that was an easy <laughs> choice for me all right yeah, give me the got, underdogs you got a straight up fastball with that one man i'm gonna get like a, a struggle that wasn't even a fastball that was just lobbed in there yeah, right on the strike zone ready for me that was an alley-oop right you're getting two more you're gonna have two more tough choices that's my boy the big oh potentially player of the year from kentucky yeah, maybe you know, not, but I think he should be in that that making and molding. But oh, he's in the team. he's in the conversation for sure. And Kentucky, you can make the argument there. They're about. I mean, we'll see when Kentucky and Auburn play later this year. Um, the Kentucky could probably get like just as much respect from Auburn as, as Auburn, I think. So. Oh yeah. All right, my. All right, who my, do you got? Let's hear. Who's your top dog? My top dog is Gonzaga. Fortunately, my underdogs are Illinois and Ohio State. Ooh, Big Ten boys. They are a couple of Big Ten boys. And you know what? I'm going to ride with Gonzaga just because I don't believe in Illinois enough. I, I, I definitely – I like EJ Liddell on Ohio State, but, but they, they just don't get enough from everywhere else on the court. Um, and Illinois, they just – like Kofi Coburn in there, man, he's as good of a big man as there is in college basketball. And they have two guards in Alfonso Plummer, the Utah transfer, and Trent Frazier, who they can give you 30 any night or they can give you three any night. <laughs> so that, that worries me in a six-game stretch. So I'm taking Gonzaga. Let's I think go that's ahead. a good choice because I, I, I haven't watched as much Illinois. I do know Kofi Co, uh, uh, Coburn, Coburn has been um, off the charts. But Ohio State has a definite weakness, and that is interior defense. They are horrible at it. So – that's great totally. that you're going to you're fading my team, Ohio State. Totally. They just got taken down by Butkers last night again. The the, the Butkers train is rolling. So well, yeah, they've beat everybody this year in the Big Ten. They they do. It's the octagon of doom or whatever. They, or the trapezoid of doom, I think is what they call it. All right, your next one. Give them to me. 
I'm giving you another fastball here. Not really, but you either can take Arizona or you can take Baylor and Tennessee. Ooh, that's a great one. Um, I currently attend a uh, Pac-12 school. Um, Or I can pick, really, it's Baylor. I don't like Tennessee very much. Yeah, Tennessee's iffy. Oh, you know, I'm going to ride the Pac-12. I'm going to go Arizona. I, I like Arizona. I like what they're doing. I, I'll write Arizona out of this one. Good choice. I, Baylor, they've got a little bit of the F word in them this year. They're a little bit of a fraud case. Uh, I mean, KU, who's had their issues this year, just just 30 balled them, just absolutely destroyed them <laughs> past weekend. Like, what, it, it wasn't even a contest from the opening jump. They're just not the same team as they were last year. Arizona – as good of a front court as you're going to find in the country with Kubelis yep. and Coloco. And they've also got Benedict Matherin, a little Canadian guy. I'm sure he's going to, he's going to be in the top 10 of the uh, NBA draft this year. So I, I, I understand why you like that AZ team. They've, they got a lot of international boys too. So, which, you know, I'm all about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Outside right. of Canadian internationals. I'm all, I'm all about the internationals. It's, that's true. All right. Let's do uh let's do one more for me. I've got either Auburn, or Texas Tech and Arkansas. Oh. <laughs> and you know what? Auburn, they scare me. You know what? They Auburn, if any team, it's it's probably Arizona, Auburn, and Purdue that have the best front courts in the country to me, just because they have a, a two-man combo of just like the the two just two amazing big men for each team. Um, I'm, but I'm rolling with Texas tech and Arkansas number one, number one, because Arkansas did just beat Auburn, uh, and Arkansas is as much of a wild card as you can find in college basketball. They can beat anyone. They can lose to anyone in the tournament. I like that. I also like the good guard play. They have Texas tech as good of a defense as you can find in the country. Their offense is just absolute garbage and a slugfest. <laughs> But Auburn doesn't get enough out of their guards either. So I'd rather roll with two teams, two good teams over one really good team, I think. Okay. I like that choice. All right. So we both had one top dog and then one underdog. Let's yeah. go into our last ones. Yeah. One, one top dog and two underdogs. Oh, well, yeah. No. I was just <laughs> meaning choice. Like I made one choice. And you're you right. Made... You're right. You're right. That was, that's same, my same difference though. That's We're all on beat. the same page. What a, that's a blunder for me. <laughs> mark mark me down okay I'll, i got you on a one one mistake you only get three of those a year yeah, i'll pay for that later okay <laughs> all right we're going purdue is your top dog or michigan state in texas oh, is. this is easily <laughs> the hardest one for me purdue or michigan state in texas your boy former former utah Ute timmy allen just showed out versus ku on the home floor you know, I've, I know Texas just had a really good showing. I, I, when we talked about doing this game, I thought I was going to take the underdogs every single time. Yeah. I'm going Purdue. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I just can't back Michigan state's not good enough for me. And Texas hasn't been, they have a lot of good veteran transfers and stuff. Yeah. They just haven't been consistent enough over the season for me. So I'll go with Purdue. Yeah, I, I, I think that's you're you're basically getting like one of the top three teams versus two like around twenty ish teams. Michigan State has hovered around the top ten, but they don't have enough top end talent to like I think make it to a, even like an elite eight or final four. 
Yeah. Texas, they're another wild card, but they're often they have the slowest tempo of any team in the country. That's crazy. They have a lot of experience, but I just don't think they'll be able to score on a night in night base night out basis. Purdue's got the best offense in the country. If there's any weakness they have, it's probably a point guard. So I, I like I'm I'd ride with you on that pick. Jaden Ivey's as good of a player as you'll Jaden Ivey is the Io Dasunmu of last year. He's the best player. He's the best guard this year, essentially. Yeah. One of the best yeah. guards, top three guard. Yeah. Okay. Who's your last right. one? Let's let's hear your All last right. one. All right. My last one. Let's run it. Let's run it. Let's see who you get. I've got Kansas or Texas Tech and Oregon. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be BYU and somebody else. You know, BYU's last four games, unfortunately, their four-game skid has uh, taken them out of my underdog category, out of the rest of the top 25. Just missed it. You know, we've talked a little bit about Texas Tech. I, I don't like them enough to be able to make a, a Final Four even. Oregon. What was your other team? Oregon State? Oregon. Oregon. Not Oregon State. They currently, I think they have three wins on the year as total after their after their astounding run in the in the NCAA tournament last year I don't know what happened this year but um Oregon one of those teams we talked about at the beginning of the year like BYU just absolutely blasted them right they went they I think we won by like 300 somewhere around there <laughs> if BYU sprouts up to 12 Oregon drops other rankings now all of a sudden Oregon they've got some momentum they they won at the on at, on the road at Colorado which I don't think they've ever done in their their school history they beat um they won at UCLA. They won at USC. I just, you know what? I'm riding with the Hawks. Why rock, not? chalk, Jayhawk, baby. Rock. Yeah, I got to ride with the Hawks. The Hawks, they scare the crap out of me because they're they're interior defense. They don't have a single shot blocker. I might as well. I would probably have. There's a reason their they're 6'6 guard, Christian Brown, averages the most blocks on their team. And that's, that's not just because he's great at blocking shots. It's because the rest of their team is just so bad at blocking shots. So Is that how you say his last name? I always thought it was Braun. It is It is Christian Brown. What can Brown do for you? Chris Brown, huh? I didn't yeah. realize that. It is Chris Brown, baby. Well, yeah. that's a good pick for you, Scooter, because I think your password for your Wi-Fi at your house, if anyone's wanting, I'm, I'm sure it's uh, Rock Chalk Jayhawk 32 Kansas Forever Lawrence KU. You know what? You had it on the first two words there. So if you want, <laughs> ever want access to Wi-Fi, just just start randomly putting in Rock Chalks the password. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know this this Kansas team they don't have the ceiling as uh as many past Kansas teams and as many of the past Kansas teams, but they do have arguably the best player in the country. They've got three great wings. So it's just whether they can get the consistent big men play. So anyway, it's just huge. We saw with Kentucky how that went. Yeah. So I think we did. I think we took two top dogs, right? Each. Yeah. How weird is that? that was I didn't think that's what it was going to be. No, I thought I was going to take two underdogs as well of the three. Hmm. Wild. Well, what, what games are coming in next week? That was a good game. What games are coming up this week that people need to uh, be look, be on the lookout for? Okay. So the biggest news, biggest games on the horizon, number 20, Texas goes to number 10 Baylor. That's a big game. Just big 12 standards. Another big game rivalry game the teams might not be as great as they usually are last year they were one and two when they played ohio state going to michigan um that's a big game just for ohio state seeding maybe michigan if they get the win they'll have a better chance of making the tournament michigan famously was 
at least one of my teams at the beginning of the year to make the elite eight. So that's just been freezing cold take, unfortunately. Then the last two, St. 22 St. Mary's travels to number two Gonzaga and number 12 UCLA is at number 21 USC. So college basketball, it's got a lot in store. Good games all around. I do have a question for you. This, yeah. this talk and all of this talk about CBB kind of sparked a question for me. Okay. Who's your biggest surprise of the college basketball season? That could be a player, could be a team. It could be whatever you want to take that as your biggest surprise of this season so far. My biggest surprise. You didn't like, you didn't lob me a softball at all. I, uh, yeah, no, I didn't. I try to never lob softballs. I always try to bring the heat 98 mile an hour up and up and in. Yeah. (laughs) Up and inside. It's true. I I can't handle it when it's near the wrists. I can't (laughs) handle that at all. My biggest surprise um, outside of Michigan, just like I just mentioned, them just being an absolute tank show, would, would probably be Duke not being the like just unbeatable favorite with Coach K, um, his retirement tour happening. We didn't talk about him in our, our game there because they didn't come up, but they are somehow only tied for first in the ACC where no other teams in the ACC have been ranked all year long. Yeah. And they, like, if you've watched Paulo Boncaro, like dude is ridiculously talented. They have another really great front court as well. They just don't get consistent guard play at all. Their, their point guard, Jeremy Roach is still kind of erratic. Um, so I, you know, I thought, I thought the slimy rat, I thought he was going to have a stranglehold. I thought he was going to be go from the moment they got to number one in like mid November or early December or something like that. I thought they were riding to number one the rest of the year. You thought it was going to be a clinch. I thought NCAA was going to make it happen, but they're still, they're still talented enough to win a national championship. You, You see it when they, they just smoke North Carolina off their home court. But I think Duke not being like, like running away with the ACC, like they should is really shocking. Yeah. That's, that's a really good choice. I had two that I was thinking about when I proposed this question. I was shocked with how good Baylor's done since, you know, they lost their key guys from last year. All of their key guys left from last year. Their entire team. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. And then why I really posed this question is I was hoping you would badmouth on Michigan because I wanted to badmouth on Michigan a little bit. (laughs) I, 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 uh, what you want to call it? I, I at least floated it out there, right? Oh, yeah. You at least floated it out there. Uh, honestly, I think for most of the world, this is probably the biggest surprise. Michigan brought back a lot of great players, kind oh, of yeah. contrary of what like Baylor did. Yeah. And they've just been leaps and bounds worse than last year. Oh, so. yeah. Michigan and Texas. I thought like I also thought Texas and that's probably more just a combo of Texas being just this like this weird stew of players who don't mix at all and also don't like go with Chris Beard's style of coaching at all which is just yeah. like hold the ball the entire possession and then flop on defense so I mean Texas has been a surprise but Michigan I don't know if anyone would have predicted them potentially missing the tournament with like two top 10 recruits one of the best players in college basketball coming back and Hunter Dickinson tank show Jawan Howard They've really got to put in work to, you know, get in there. They're, they're what I would consider near the bubble right now. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Cool. 100%. Who, I guess another question, who's oh. your player of the year? Who's your Naismith player of the year currently right now, as we stand Thursday night, February 10th, 
Oh, it's my mom's birthday. I better, oh, there we I better, go. I better give her a call. <laughs> yes, you should. You should. I'm going to go with Jaden Ivey. You mentioned him earlier in Purdue. Um, if you want to watch, if, if you want to reason it, you don't say you don't like college basketball, say it's not fast enough for you as the NBA is. You want to watch a guy that could be really great in the NBA in a couple of years. That's, that's Jaden Ivey. Um, He's a he, little bit Ja Morant, like not as like big of stuff going on, but just an electric explosive player he's he's like io desumu's uh, io desumu's skill with with john morant's athleticism mm-hmm. like the just like the the vertical combined with like how quick he is on a first step and how quick he is into the air like you don't see many guys like that i'd probably give it to ochai abaji number two from ku just because he's like shooting 46 percent from three it's insane on, on like the most attempts from three pretty much of anybody in the country and the rest of KU isn't great. So they probably <laughs> wouldn't be, they probably wouldn't be where they are without him. So yeah. I'd probably give to him second. Good choices. Good choices. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our college basketball segment before we head out, let's talk trade deadline. Today was the trade deadline. There's a lot of stuff that happened. Two of my, two of my top three favorite players in the league right now got moved, man. There was also some movement before today, but there's been a lot of movement. You know, CJ McCollum went to the Pelicans, a lot of these teams, um, which is cool seeing the the play-in games. Like the Pelicans probably wouldn't have even made this trade if the play-in game wasn't going on, you know, because they don't really have a shot unless the Lakers slip. But they are in the the play-in game right now, so they're really making that push. So I kind of like that. The biggest trade of the, the day of the whole trade deadline Mm. something we talked about last week i'm telling you somebody from espn somebody from brooklyn or philadelphia is listening to us but harden for simmons actually happened i gave it a 25 percent chance that it happened somehow miraculously it went through and i honestly think it benefited benefited both of these teams oh yeah i mean like it probably benefited the sixers i would say a little bit more just because they weren't really even going to get anything from simmons in the first place all year like yeah the fact that they actually got a star player out of it, it was just, it was just kind of like it fell into their lap that it was fortunate that James Harden was also just wanted out for whatever reason. I'm not, I don't study the NBA um, lore and drama as much as everybody else, but I, I'm, I'm really just like confused as to why Harden was so like, not what, eight months ago, he was as gung ho as anyone has ever been to get traded to a place. And then eight months later, he's already like, get me out of here. Like, that just seems like a red flag to me. I, I think what happened, and it, this is really interesting because the, they did the NBA All-Star Draft tonight and Kevin Durant actually didn't take Harden. Mm. He left the last pick of the draft was James Harden and Kevin Durant like took that. Rudy Gobert over James Harden. Oh yeah, um, Gobert's back. Gobert's back. NBA loves Gobert again. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But I think what happened was Harden and KD had a connection and then KD and Kyrie had a connection, but they never made that love triangle, as I would say, and they never really meshed on James Harden and Kyrie level. Okay. That's so, just my like personal opinion. Um, you know, like if you don't, if, if you're, you're going to a place there. for a buddy and then his buddy is like kind of someone you don't vibe with, like that kind of sucks. It's true. It's very true. Like you just, you kind of got to force the relationship a little bit. And yeah, uh, 
I wouldn't say they're the easiest people to get along with of all NBA players. Kyrie and James Harden? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Well, wow, for what Kyrie, a shocker. All you have to do is is uh, be as woke as it possibly gets. And James Harden, if you like strip clubs, you'll be fine. Yeah. So, I mean, those don't sound like huge sacrifices to me. No, those probably aren't, but they yeah. weren't willing to make it. So huge yeah. trade. So how do you think, as, as the, the resident Ben Simmons fan of the entire NBA that I know of, like, how do you feel about this fit for him? I think, like I said, I think both teams win. Harden and Paul Millsap go to the 76ers and create potentially the best one-two combo in the NBA with Harden and, and uh, Embiid. But on the flip yeah. side for the Nets, they get um, Seth Curry, Ben Simmons, who's the best perimeter defender in the league, and then um, uh, Andre Drummond as well. So what I see with this is they have a, a formidable center that they get in Andre Drummond. And when they want to go small and play small ball, they can have Ben Simmons kind of play like a point center, um, kind of be the small ball center at that point. And he's, he's great in, at interior defense as well. So I think this move for the Brooklyn Nets, I'm sad that we never got to see the full potential of the trio, but I think it makes them a more complete team and a better defensive team. Simmons will probably take a minute to get back into, you know, playing. He hasn't played all year, so he'll it will take him a minute to get back. But there's still multiple weeks in the season before the playoffs. So I'm excited. I think he's a great fit. I think he will be able to distribute the ball. There will be a lot more spacing for him um, from where the 76ers were because him and Embiid took up a lot of the same space yeah. where he will be able to drive and dish to KD or Kyrie. I'll be interested to see how his play style adapts just because there is already a stigma made about him that he just, everybody has put limits on him because he's demonstrated those limits. And it, it'll be interesting to see if Steve Nash is better at developing um, Simmons than previous 76ers coaches. And I feel like, there is an opportunity for him to like, kind of be like just a fresh start, be like, all right, I can like shoot the ball when I want to, even if it is outside of like 15 feet, but Harden and Embiid, like when both of those guys are clicking that, that, like you said it earlier, I think there's, there's pretty much no argument. That's probably the best one, two punch in the NBA. Yeah. I, I, there's oh, questions still about Harden for me, but like Embiid has been the best player in the NBA this year when I've watched and I just think like the, the, he Harden is the anti Simmons, right? So if Simmons and Embiid didn't work together, you would think by transitive property that Harden would actually <laughs> work with them. So who knows? We'll see. I guess that's the exciting thing about it. Yeah, totally. I I think what we're beating the the nail with the hammer a little bit too much here, but Harden is best when he's in the pick and roll, and Ben Simmons is best when he can facilitate and play hardcore defense. That's when these two players are at their best. And this situation for both of them puts them in that situation. So I'm excited for it. It's crazy too, that as Brooklyn, like you can trade, um, a, a still probably like, I don't know where people would want to put Harden at with like when he's on his game, he's a top five player in the NBA. Like, mm -hmm. I, like, I don't think that's debatable. It's crazy that they definitely got better trading that top five player, I think for a package of, of, couple of guys just because like they didn't need what that top five player was giving them you yeah know? exactly 
I, I also feel it's a great day for my take that the Nets would never win anything with that big three. I feel great about it. Yeah, that's true. We famously I, had the, the big black Tanner pod where I squatted on the take. It's the only thing I've gotten right about the NBA in recent memory. And I'm going to sit on it as long as I can get. That one win erases your mistake from earlier. We'll take that mistake off. We'll wipe that mistake clean. Minus one. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Minus one. Yeah. Uh, Let's, let's talk about some of the other trades. Obviously, Harden and Simmons going to make a huge impact. It, it, and it seems like most of the trades around the league kind of centered around the Eastern Conference, especially those top eight dogs in the Eastern Conference. The biggest trade, well, the second biggest trade for me was Porzingis left mm-hmm. Dallas. Dallas shipped him off um, for Davis Bertans and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Just and, like we all expected Porzingis to get traded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even on my radar. I, I, none of my uh, insiders in the NBA had Porzingis even on the radar to be moved to Washington of all places. Oh yeah. So can't I love it. Flourish. I can't wait to see him flourish either. I love, I, you know, I, I was a John Wall fan. I, I'm probably the biggest John Wall fan left in the NBA. Um, but Porzingis going to a place that I rooted for John Wall. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see what what he can do with a, with a guy like Bradley bill. I know he's, he's having surgery, but with that team around them, um, I'm just excited for Porzingis. I might have to get me a Jersey. might have to get me another Porzingis Jersey. You should just change your, your John wall wizards Jersey and combine it with your Knicks Porzingis Jersey. Cut them in half. There you go. Oh, baby. Wall Zingus. Could you, wow. That's an electric wall Zingus. I need that. (laughs) There you go. John stops Walzingus. John stops Walzingus. Um, that's all I really player. have. Those were the two biggest trades in the NBA for me. Outside of that, there were some other moves that happened, you know, pieces that got moved around, but those were the two biggest moves for me by far. You're you're skipping out on the Joe Ingles, Joe Ingles trade, which was unfortunate for Jazz fans. A long yeah. longtime jazz favorite, but you know, I he's probably not even going to play with the Trailblazers, and they'll probably just be back in a jazz uniform after the year. So I don't even know. want to mention it because that's what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, are we surprised Russell Westbrook did not get traded? No, I don't think Russell Westbrook is a problem in L.A. Okay. Okay. I think the depth is the problem in L.A., not Russell Westbrook specifically. I think he, he is a part of the problem, but the depth in L.A. is horrible. Yeah, it absolutely is. When you, yeah, I, I stumbled across their roster a couple of days ago, and <laughs> it, it's it, it's funny how some of those Cavs teams actually had more like adjacent talent to LeBron than this one does. Yep. And it's like, hey, LeBron, maybe this this idea of just getting three of like your close friends that are really good maybe it doesn't work every single time. Like it worked for the heat for two years. Like let, maybe let's try a different strategy. Like, yeah, it has been proven that like big threes, they don't always just work like automatically. And it's like LeBron is going to go down as the, the worst GM of all time. <laughs> while also being one of the best players of all time. It's yep. just, it's outrageous to think how bad he is at constructing. Around. Like it's like the guy's never done an association with us in 2k. We got to get him on. Maybe we'll get him on to, maybe we'll bring him out to Utah, do a little association, have a weekend getaway with LeBron and just really yeah. teach him the, the ins and outs of the NBA. He's, he's clueless sometimes, man. It really <laughs> seems like it. he just, the guy is, yeah. So 
yeah i i don't know how i feel about him as gm um i i do have one more thing i want to do before we go i, I completely okay. think we should do this okay we didn't do it in the nfl segment oh. an all-time guy off rams versus Bengals. so we're gonna name each you know like a guy off we're gonna have a guy off who which team are you if, taking Scooter? if you don't if you don't know what a guy off is here you it's go. To, it's up to you to find out. This is the best, <laughs> this is the best take of a guy off you're ever going to get. So oh, I'm, yeah. I all time, the best all time Cincinnati Bengals were going until one of us can't go anymore. You're we're both going Bengals or I'm going Rams. You're going, you're going Rams. I'm going okay. Bengals. Okay. I don't have a list in front of me. It's just, it's just from memory. As many Bengals as I can name. I'm starting number one. I'm going Chad Ochocinco. Okay. Good pick. Chad Ochocinco. I'll probably go Tory Holt. Okay. Oh, dang. That's a good one. Number I went two, wide receiver, wide receiver. Number two, I'm going Chad Johnson. No. <laughs> <laughs> number two, I'm going Geno Atkins. Okay. That's defensive good. Tackle. I'll go Aaron Donald defensive tackle. I'll match you. Oh, defensive boy. tackle, defensive tackle. All right. I'm already running low. I'm running low here. TJ Hushmanzada. I'm going all wide receivers. Oh, shoot. Uh, that puts me in a bind. I don't have another wide receiver off the top of my head. How about I can Marshall Falk for you, unfortunately. Oh my gosh, <laughs> just name another Hall of Famer, of course. All right, I'll go with uh, Carson Palmer, um, Cooper Cup, gosh. Chris Collinsworth. No, don't you're not putting him on there. That's your he guy. Is. Yes, Chris Collinsworth. Okay, Matt Stafford at Wide that receivers. point. Um, Corey Dillon. Ooh, that's a I love Corey Dillon. I know I got you at the Patriots, Corey Dillon. Bang- okay, you won. First time Bengals. Um, how about, uh, car, uh, not Carson Palmer, Kurt Warner. Oh, sure. This is when the timer, the timer would get oh, to no. me. Oh man. Oh, it's coming. Oh. <laughs> Anthony Munoz, the left tackle. Oh, Anthony Munoz. Okay. That's a good pick. Hall of Famer. How about Steven Jackson, the the former running back? Holy dude. The Rams guy off is just, this is just isn't fair. Holy crap. Um, there's got to be a couple others for the Bengals here we can think of. Vontez is perfect. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Okay. Adam Pacman Jones. Oh, okay. Finally. He was only in the league like four years total yeah. because of all his jail time. But yeah, he, was, he was a killer with the. <laughs> <laughs> great play on words there yeah. well if, if you're going pac-man i'll go jalen ramsey he's been there just as long as pac-man Holy was dude wasn't that um boomer Esiason? he's a quarterback right with chris collinsworth or yep, something? he was or was he before them i think i think uh, when was boom there 80s 90s oh, man yeah i don't even eh, it's like 80s i think lefty quarterback boomer Esiason. wow yeah Jeez. man you really pulled that from the depth. Um, yeah, I had to. I had to. There wasn't much else I'm working with here. I haven't watched as many Rams teams as you have. This is getting tough for me. I'm getting low on the ball here. Yeah, um, Andrew the, Whitworth. Another, another wide receiver there. Um, oh, he was also a Bengal too. Yeah. All right, Andrew Whitworth. Pull <laughs> 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 on me a passable. Uh, CJ Uzoma. So. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow has to be part of my guy. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked it took you this long to get to Joe. I know, I know. I was just trying to go through the history, the ranks of history first before I settled on some easy ones. The Rams were really bad for like 10 years in the mid-2000s to the 2010s. That's why it's so hard. 
Sam Bradford territory and like Jared Goff. I, I mean, there's one wide receiver I know that's, that's really good that you're missing. I'm missing a wide receiver, not OBJ. Who am I missing then? Um, I got Tory Holt already. Uh, oh, who was the other wide receiver for that greatest show on turf? Yep, you're thinking of him now. Oh man. I can't even picture anybody right now. Von Miller. Give me Von Miller. I'll think of the oh, wide receiver right now. Golly, to think freaking Super Bowl MVP Von Miller comes out like 15th for the Rams guy. <laughs> well, he's only oh, been there for gosh. Are you even thinking? Are you thinking of any other Bengals? Can you think of a single one that I'm missing? Andrew Whitworth. Uh, Penesul. Penesul, right? <laughs> All-time Bengal. Jamar Chase. He's, I'm throwing him on my, bank, my guy off. For Good now. choice. Oh, there was an Ohio State left tackle, played for the Rams. Uh, was he from Ohio State? No, I can't remember. Orlando Pace. Yeah, Orlando Pace, yep. All right, Harambe. Oh, Great. that wins. That's an automatic winner. <laughs> Isaac Bruce! Isaac oh, Bruce! You got him at the buzzer. Gosh dang it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, I need to go back and look up. We're just I, I'm out. I'm a lot of guys. I'm tapping out. All time angles. I gotta look at this too. Ken Anderson. Oh, I didn't even name AJ Green. Oh, that's a big miss. That's oh, a big miss. Oh my goodness, AJ Green and Andy Dalton. I probably had a million misses though, so you're probably good. Tommy Casanova. You didn't even get Tommy Casanova. Oh, the star Woods. safety. Isn't that the guy, Icky Woods, the guy that did the Icky Shuffle or whatever? You know that oh, band? I don't even remember. He had that uh, that commercial, the Cold Cuts commercial a couple years ago from Geico. Man, what a what a guy off. Well, that All leaves us for the off. rest of the the rest of the week until Sunday. That was our final guy off, our final day of NFL. It was a great pod, Scooter. Do you have anything before we go? No, just shout out to the Bengals. Shout out to skyline chili shout out to harambe shout out to joe burrow go get it done for us go get it shout out to kickers i'm going it's a kickers week go matt gay local legend go evan mcpherson former mvp on the podcast here we're rooting for you guys we are we are you know what todd Gurley. he's a big miss on your guy off i missed todd Gurley. i probably could have taken um johnny hecker chris long Chris, oh, Chris Long. Oh, man. Too Adam Archuleta. Another one of my favorites. David? I forgot about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James Laurinaitis. Oh, big miss. Ohio Eric State. That, Eric, Dickerson. Eric Dickerson's a big miss. That's actually a huge miss for me. And remember back in the, the old days when we used to watch the 1960s, Jack Youngblood? Oh, yeah. Jack Youngblood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All time. All timers. I yeah. had some big misses for sure. Totally. Well, that wraps up that wraps up this week's episode of the Dual Threat Podcast. We hope you have a great week. Have fun watching the Super Bowl, but don't miss us too much. We'll be back next week. But until next time, see ya. See ya.